Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. No Bass and Brews podcast would be complete without my underwater robberies hat. You know that green one that I always wear? Well, you can pick that up at hooksethoodlums.com. One of the best teams out on the market right now, that Hookset Hoodlums team, and the gear is always on point. So make sure you go check them out. And remember, one passion, one team. Alex, Paul, just remember, if it wasn't for Jigs and Bigs, Bass and Brewers would fucking suck. Give me that scab. What is up? There it is. Paul, I didn't know if you were going to do it. That's awesome. Look, you got him. interrupted me. You interrupted me. And, and before we get any far in this podcast, you're about to leave again. Please fix the damn intro picture so it shows everything so it don't look. I mean, I, you listen. know, we are we're like 60 episodes in and we look like this is the first time you started this podcast back when you didn't even know how to talk to a camera. Listen, I, uh, I I did send an email, so today I tried to update uh, our opening sequence, and for some reason, StreamYard, the uh, program we use, won't accept the file, all this technical stuff, but I did send an email, and I'm waiting to hear back, because uh, you're absolutely right, and I did a new one. You already saw it, Paul. You know the new one shows the whole logo. I'm Alex with Swamp Rat Fishing. No, 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 hold, hold up. Don't, don't start the podcast <laughs> yet. No, it's just like everything else you've done with the Patreon and all this other shit, and I know we ain't two minutes in yet, but the hell with some monetizations, because I'm pretty sure our guest, ain't, he ain't going to get us no damn money anyway. You ain't <laughs> told me nothing. You just be doing stuff and surprising me on the podcast. Listen, speaking of, uh, we're, we're going to skip past names. Uh, we're already past that. Uh, you got Swamp Rat and Jabber Hammer. Speaking whoa, whoa, of that's not my name tonight. The song of my people, you are correct. And, but, and you you probably don't know the meaning of this name yet. I don't. Well, our guest tonight is going to enlighten us. All right. So our guest tonight is Blaine Upton, uh, New Canoe Ambassador, I guess you'd call him. And he also runs the Palmetto State Kayak uh, Bass Fishing Tour. They're a KBF uh, affiliate. Um, super excited to have him on. Before we get to him, though, I've got two announcements. One, look at this sick shirt, Paul. Sight fishing? Where's it at? I can't even do this properly. Listen, everybody go find Mike Goes Fishing. He's got new shirts uh, that are out there. Um, and they're great. They're awesome. He's been a longtime friend of the show, so I uh, go show him some love. Uh, also, Who's like, he was like our second guest or third guest, right? He was. He was the second guest. So 
Or no, I'm sorry. You're right, Paul. Third guest. But uh, also, speaking of shirts, I've got some exciting news. Um, if you guys haven't, first go time over, I'm going to hear it. It is the first time you're going to hear it. So <laughs> I know. If you go to, uh, it, it's going to be by the time this comes out, it's going to be two weeks ago. Uh, myself and Paul were both on the Hoodlum Cast, the uh, the Hookset Hoodlums web show, and uh, they debuted a piece of art. It was last a piece week, of not two art. weeks ago. It's last week. Yeah, but by the time this airs, they're already going to have an episode out, so it's two, right? I don't know. Your your math is as bad as mine. We'll call it. We'll call it whatever it is. But a week and a half. Josh from Hooked Up North surprised Paul and everybody on that show. Do you have with, a picture? I don't have a picture, but here's the reason. Not, no, how do because, you, how do you debut on. a shirt without a picture? We're not going to debut it. What happens is, as this airs, you're going to need to go over to Hooked Up North to his Instagram. By the time this airs, he's going to have a post up. And uh, we are doing a collaboration with Hooked Up North and Wizco Baitco where they're selling this shirt that's got Paul's face on it, and it says, listen, y'all. No, it says, y'all look. Y'all look. Oh, my God. Right. Josh, I apologize for you giving <laughs> you giving Alex the job to introduce this shit because he has done fucked it all up. I mean, no picture in a, in a good in a good There's person. There's no picture yet. And in a, in a good person would have thrown up here on the screen for all YouTube listeners and watchers a link but i guess all that shit's gonna be down at the bottom it'll all be at the bottom so how about an apology paul no because no. you can't even get no. the wording right i'm Listen, excited that so- shit took my breath away like it took me a couple minutes i had to go on my phone <laughs> i had to go on my phone and, and look at it and be in awe i mean it was crazy i should have known something was up when when ken kept telling me i had to be on the hooks i'm like Y'all keep scheduling this shit on the same nights. We we got bass and brews. I mean, y'all know better than that. So go follow Hooked Up North. He's going to have the design. I do know it's going to have the Wizco Baitco Bait and the Bass and Brews logo. Uh, both those logos are going to be on the shirt, on the back, and then Paul's face and the phrase up front. So uh, definitely go to Hooked Up North. I'm so excited for that shirt. I cannot wait. Um, hey, who... We got to give a shout out to who actually made the shirt. That would be Lady of the Lund, uh, Hooked Up North's wife. Uh, Sam. Sam, yep. Sam, this is this is Sam's creativity. I love, I love her. She, she's, she's awesome. Um, and they've got some big things going on over there. I can't wait to see how their side hustle is going to turn into something mega, uh, basically based on your face, which is going to be awesome. So, well, well, pretty much. I mean, we know damn well, good and well, that she's the one designing and actually doing all the work for the jigs. Yeah. And Josh is just like, oh, okay, so these three colors go on this jig? She's like, yeah. And smacks <laughs> him across the face and says, make those jigs, Josh. <laughs> Skinny bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our gaze. We've got Blaine Upton. Wait, on you said board. two things. That was only one. No, that was two. That was the Mike Goes Fishing shirt. Go give him uh, a uh, checkup and then the new shirt coming out. And hooks at Hulums. God forbid we forget. Well, we those. have that in the opening now. Uh, remember, so we have I, the canned. I, I don't I listen or I don't listen to or watch this podcast. So I had no idea what happens unless it's live. It's good to know your uh, your devotion to the show. Thank you, Paul. I, I mean, look, 
I, I don't listen remember. to it either. If I'm on it, I don't listen to it either. Well, I can't remember what I say on this thing, and I damn sure I don't. don't want to be responsible for remembering by listening to it. <laughs> well, everybody should listen up now. We've got Blaine Upton. Let's bring him in. Blaine, what how is, are you, buddy? What's going on, man? How's it going? It's Blaine, going good. Man, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, dude. Everything been going all right? It's been going all right, man. You're from South Carolina, ain't you? Right in the uh, right in the dead center, the uh, Columbia area, uh, right here on Lake Murray. Um, do a little kayak fishing and bass boat fishing around here, and uh, run some tournaments where I can. And uh, we've got, I don't know, we average about forty people a tournament at Palmetto State. So I mean, it's 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 growing. It's not huge yet, but we're getting there. Now you said the middle of the state, but you ain't necessarily in Columbia. You you from somewhere else that you say people don't know where you from. That's very true, man. You tell people you're from Chapin, South Carolina. You got two stoplights, three grocery stores, two Mexican restaurants. Uh, that's about it. Now, how do so, you spell Chapin? It's C-H-A-P-I-N. So 99% of the people read it and say Chapin, but it's not. It's Chapin. But and you know where Matt B is because because where what what's Matt B famous for? Oh, Lake Robinson, baby. <laughs> I know the nuclear plant, man. <laughs> yeah. the, the hot water hole. The hot we water hole. And people be calling Matt B Mick B all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. It's Matt B. The little C's on the bottom. If it was <laughs> Matt, will little C be on top? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So Blaine, uh so, I so mean on what? I don't understand how you from Chapin be on Bass of Brews. Man, like I said, I reached out to Alex on TikTok, man. I saw some of the videos Alex. coming out. Where the fuck did he go? Uh-oh. I don't know. He damn introduced us and came on the podcast and fucking disappeared. Dipped out. <laughs> I'm still here. That's how, that's, how he do, that's how he does. He makes these announcements and then he disappears. <laughs> Damn it, you got me. Damn it. And Blaine, you were in on it. Come on. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we could have held on a little longer, I feel like. I, mean, I, I didn't expect him to come back on so quick. I know it was like that. I was like, man, he must, must have lightning fingers over there. God, it's a bad day when two Southerners troll the shit out of me. <laughs> Alex, yeah, we've been talking about this. You, we've been talking about this shit since this morning too. <laughs> oh, you fuckers! You fuckers! Uh, I could tell right away. Alex is like, "What the fuck's going on?" I can't. I can't what? You could tell if it, if you're not listening or watching. If you're listening to the podcast, just go watch the first like nine minutes of this. <laughs> Alex's face as I keep talking and talking. He's like, what the fuck is he doing? <sighs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Hey, Blaine, I told you, if he signed off and back on, that was the that was the goal. Well, and that <laughs> was what I was worried about. That was my whole thing. I was like, dude, if he signs, what if he starts, what if he like signs off or like ends the podcast and you're like, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We can't end it because I'm here. <laughs> I got those controls too. Uh, uh, all right, Alex. Sorry, dude. We can continue ahead, with the beginning of the podcast as usual. <laughs> no, I mean you covered a bunch, so you run. Uh, <laughs> I still can't believe I got I got hoodwinked. 
Such bullshit. You got All hoodlums. Right. Yeah, Blaine, right. Blaine, needs a, Blaine needs to be a, a, a hookset hoodlum member at this point. He has hoodlum <laughs> and original hoodlum. Man. All right. So you run the Palmetto State Kayak Bass Fishing uh, Group. Alex, you mentioned you guys are small but growing. Time out. Time, time out. Alex, if you're going to have notes, put them behind the computer and stand them up so you can not tell that you're reading off the notes. You should I'm have good. this shit memorized. I don't have no notes. I don't even know where my whiteboard is. Paul's killing me. I hate, <laughs> I don't even know I hate you so is. much right now, Paul. <laughs> Just trying to make no. sure you already gave me, hold on. <laughs> well, you already gave me crap because I messed up a phrase. Now I'm trying to be more professional, but now you're getting me because I do a slight look over. Come on. <laughs> You've looked over a hundred times. It's, it's, it's like you got Tourette syndrome over your left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You run Palmetto State Kayak Bass Fishing. You're small. Uh, but you're growing. What made you decide to get into all what of that? She said. So, <laughs> you're killing me, dude. <laughs> uh, nothing will throw you off like one of those. All right. That's also what she said. Um, but uh, but uh. anyways, yeah. So I was basically asked to be, because I was one of the only guys from the Midlands of South Carolina. There's a lot of upstate guys in our club, and we run statewide. So they asked, you know, they wanted kind of every area to have some sort of representation. So they asked me to be on there, and I got on there. And at the time, they were old school. It was cash at ramp, you know, come in with the pictures on your phone. We check everybody's phone. You touch 100 phones or, you know, 50 phones, whatever it is. And uh, so we decided this year to move to an app. Uh, got us on fishing chaos. Um, got going on that. So since then, everything's been a little bit more clean. Um, the only problem I found with it is that I can't really fish my own events anymore or our events anymore because a, you know, you have access to a lot of information, and b, someone's got to be sitting at home to judge seventy to a hundred, hundred and fifty fish. Mm-hmm. But y'all, so, y'all, you, you, so. This is this is the way that I look at it is if, if you're going to be a TD, you're either a TD or, or not. Like you can run a club and not be the the the, the judge. Yeah. You know, and there there's yeah. folks out there you can pay to judge, but there there's some other folks that maybe you can train over time to get them in there because uh, in one of our local in both of our local clubs, the, the tournament directors, which are the guys that run the club, like, you know, I want to fish. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you should. So yeah. you need to spread those duties out. And obviously you'll know this. Vinny with Queen City, that's a huge club, huge. But he, he does that, you know. Some tournaments he judges, some he fishes. And the ones he fishes in, he doesn't judge. And you know, yeah. that's how it should be. He and I are real close, man. Like, we we talk a lot. He's helped a lot in helping grow our club, man. And it's so mm-hmm. cool that in the kayak fishing community that we have that. You know, it's not a rivalry. It's a brotherhood. And, you know, everybody's trying to help everybody get bigger. And But at the, at the same time, man, Vinny's, I mean, growing the biggest grassroots kayak club in the nation. I mean, and that's it's there's no close second that comes off the top of my head. Non, I mean, non, a non-motorized club. Where they're, what are they averaging this year? Do you know last year's 117? I think it's whoa, four this year at this point. To this point, talked to him yesterday, averaging 150. Whoa. Yeah. Average payouts, I think they're at 
almost $2,000 a tournament for first place. And, I mean, this is something he built from the ground up. And no, he motors. Actually, no, yeah, no motors. No motors. And he actually sponsors our club as a KBF affiliate. Basically, if you are the highest finishing man-powered angler in our club, he gives you free entry into his next event. Mm. So, I mean, that's, there's – That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's go, it. Go. I mean – Yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's encouragement both ways, both, uh, both clubs to fish with each other. So – yeah, so y'all go check out Queen City if you hadn't. If you're local to South Carolina, North Carolina area, Queen City's based out of Charlotte, but they do fish a, a lot in South Carolina. Obviously, those Charlotte area lakes, they're coming to Jordan this year, which is awesome. So, yeah, if you're if you're listening, you're Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia. There's a lot of Georgia anglers that fish that stuff as well. Um, East East Tennessee, I guess, could maybe fish Lake James and some of those tournaments. So y'all go check them out for sure. They're, they're a jam-up club. Vinny does a good job. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's awesome that you got involved in this. You being a uh, – definitely younger than me and Paul, but you being a younger guy, get into it. This is what's going to be the back of this community. It's not going to be the 40 and up, right? It's 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 the, the younger crowd coming in. And it seems like there are whoa, whoa, younger whoa, whoa, and younger whoa, folks. Whoa, whoa. Let me finish the statement I, I, first, whoa, whoa. Paul. He's younger already younger taking offense. Folks. Listen, there's for, for this to keep getting bigger, we need the younger folks involved. And you, uh, I, I think that's awesome to get involved, to take ownership in in it. Like, uh, I, I think that's really great. And and it's going to it's gonna prove that uh, this sport's here to stay for a long, long time. Being the only 40 and above person in this conservation, uh, I take offense to you saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if we want to go there, ain't nobody put nothing on either one of y'all little short, skinny-ass backs. What are you talking about? I don't know. You just said something about putting everything on your back. You can't I didn't say nothing. that. I both said that he backs y'all it. Like, both, both of y'all like four, four eight. 110 pounds. <laughs> I'm six foot four, 200 pounds, dog. I'm a, I'm a tall guy. Well, well first of all, nobody huh. asked you, Blaine. This is hey, our podcast. Man, I'm just in you the defend That's you. it, Blaine. You're on my side now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're six four, Blaine. You're six four. You know how many Alexes you are? <laughs> you're you're 2.39 Alexes at 6'4. He's uh, about right. But but I think it's awesome that you're getting involved. Um, before you started doing kayak fishing, did you do uh, big boat fishing or anything like that? Yeah, so basically I did a lot of stuff in high school. So I started my high school's bass fishing club. So that's kind of where all this came from, man. I've been doing this like since it. I was I like uh, it. in high school. So I started our little bass club, which today has grown to be pretty big. I'm no longer involved, obviously, because <laughs> yeah, don't, don't Lord, ever get in high school. Look, you for South Carolina, you still could be involved. You could still be involved. He could still yeah, be Depends a on how many grades I missed. Uh, <laughs> you 26 years old, there's still, there's potential out of South Carolina still be in high school but yeah i mean i fished those uh bass boat tournaments growing up and then uh went to college sold boat uh for tuition money dropped out of college was a marine mechanic for three years and then after that i was like man i was like i'm tired of fishing off the bank i still loved it and found kayak fishing and I, you know when you first find kayak fishing it's like okay sun dolphins whatever and then you get into the big brand names and stuff like that. It <laughs> hooks into you just like big boat fishing does, man. Right. And I just you... go ahead. No, 
Okay, I got a lot of rivers around here too. So I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to get into that, and that's one thing that drew me to the kayak. What college did you go to? Clemson University. Oh, that's okay. It's not Little Carolina because there's only one real Carolina. But we yeah. Won't go there. Yeah. Grew up uh, and born and born and raised an Alabama fan, though. Got family from Birmingham. So, how about Greenbow? No, Alabama. <laughs> All right, so you said you that's knew the, the rivers. I've heard you talk joke about in the world, Alex. Don't make me kick you off this bitch. Okay, you can go ahead. All right, that's I've the heard you worst on joke that you could. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much right now, Paul. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Look, Blaine, <laughs> this this ain't KBN. We ain't professional here. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> All good. That was one of the reasons I wanted to come on here. Felt like I could be myself a little bit more. All right, Alex. Look no, at your Paul. Notes. It's look, all look you, at, Paul. You look, go, look Paul. At your, look at your notes and let's carry it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I heard you on Paddle Finn, or Paddle and Finn talk about river fishing. Now, uh, I I fish river as well, but I, I, I'm thinking your river is a little different from mine. Um so I want to, so I like, like when I hear about guys fishing non-tidal rivers, right? Like I'm, I'm picturing like the little, you know, little fly fishing river, basically. Am I somewhat close? Yeah, a little, a little bit bigger than that, man. Okay. I mean, there's, so I've got three rivers technically here. You've got the Saluda that comes out of the bottom of Lake Murray. You've got the broad river that runs up from North Carolina and they form together the Congaree. Okay. So the broad river is to me probably i mean i've been fishing this area for a long time but i've fished a lot of different areas for smallmouth in the southeast i think i've got the best uh southern smallmouth fishing in my backyard um but so my question is is how do you how do you move through that all right so so like i'm on a big tidal river right it's huge It, it you know the the tide brings me up river and then i fish long enough that it brings me down river are you having to like park and then get somebody to come pick you up. Yeah, you got two rules of thought or two schools of thought here. You can either put in paddle upstream and then float back downstream, or you're parking two trucks. Gotcha. Look, if you're in the if you're in the thought or the boat, pun fucking intended, of paddling upstream, you're blamed. You're six foot four and weigh 108 pounds. And you have a paddle reach of like 18 feet. So you can paddle up. up. But when you're a fat ass, you're like, all right, I'm going to put in here. And then at 2 o'clock, I'm going to call my wife to come pick me up down here and take me back to my truck. And she's going to help me load load the kayak up. Yep. Yeah. That's wait, wait. Your guys' wives help you load up the kayak? I took. No. I was about to say, because I took, uh, as Paul likes to call her, a Mandy. Uh, out fishing for her birthday, and uh, she fucking didn't help at all, like at all. And at one point, I was like, "Hey, you want to grab something?" And she was just like, nah, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'll sit in the truck." And she sat in the truck, and I was like, "Are you, are you kidding me, Amanda? Like, I took you out. This is wonderful. You had a great time. She caught. She doesn't really fish, so uh, but she caught her first crappie, and then she got her first like shit ton of crappie. She had a fucking blast." Who cleaned the crappy when you got home? You know what? We should have ate them because I caught a bunch too. And it wasn't until like 
at the end of the trip where I was like, fuck, we should have kept all these and done a fish Who fry. would have cleaned the crappy when you got home? I would have. I would have dumped them in her lap and said, Amanda, <laughs> if you ain't doing shit during the fishing trip, you're cleaning. The oh, best yeah. was is when we were coming back. Like, we get back, and it was, uh, it was a low tide, so it was kind of dicey with me even getting in with the pedal drive. So, I mean, I had to kind of wade in the mud, drag this fucking, you know, the old town all the way up there. She just kind of coasted in on her little uh, ascend. But uh, we get there, we get in the truck, and we start getting everything ready. And I look, and, like, her shit's still out. I'm like, and then I hear, like, music, and she's already in the truck, air conditioning on, just jamming out. And I'm like, what are we fucking doing? <laughs> like, there's stuff to be done. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You got it. Have fun. No, that's the worst part. The worst part is packing up after you're done fishing. That's the nine worst times part. out of ten. I would say you need to pack her stuff up for. But Alex, you're on vacation from work. She right? should have helped. She should have helped. Amanda, you heard that. Paul said you should have helped. Amanda, I'm still waiting on my stickers. <laughs> A lot of people are waiting on those stickers. Um so with these rivers, I'm guessing they're pretty shallow. So you're not running a, a pedal drive or anything. You're doing conventional paddling. So like the only pedal drive I think I'd be able to run is the pivot drive from New Canoe because okay. it kicks up in the rear. I mean, outside of that, I man, you're going to damage some stuff out there. There's sections you go over that are really shallow. But once you get to the main broad river, it's probably something similar to what you're used to. I okay. fish a lot of backs of spillways and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, well, I'm, I am going to interrupt y'all before you say anything else. Both of y'all have taken a drink of something, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to yet because I haven't opened oh, it. Oh, we didn't so, do the crack. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Are you Alex, really going to short Alex, me my opportunity? You're right. Look, I'm sorry, Alex, Glenn. Look, y'all. Alex, Alex has apparently like three pages, four pages, a, a book of notes. Paul's so and he forgot to crack notes. open crack open a damn i'm looking for my whiteboard i can't find it i'm a little upset right now. y'all do y'all thing let me look for my whiteboard blaine what are you drinking tonight dude y'all are gonna make fun of me we already talked about it there mm-hmm. it is white claw watching my girlish figure five alcohols can't five alcohols uh but remember paul said you're six four 108 pounds so you'll be okay yeah 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 i'm well, drinking uh cape may as always at least while i'm here Cape May IPA, it's got uh, 6.3 alcohols. Yeah, you bested me there. Paul, what Look, are you drinking? Blaine, if you're going to drink the claw on Bass and Brews, you need to get the surge. It's got eight alcohols. Minus one point for Blaine. Is that what just went on the whiteboard? <laughs> I mean, dude. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you ready? Paul, are you cracking one today or no? I'm going to crack your ass. That's what oh, I'm you're still cracking. on the diet. I got you. All He's right, big boy. Fast. Come on. All right. You ready, Blaine? <laughs> Three, two, one. Let it rip. I found, I found my whiteboard. Oh, yeah. So I can make fun of you for taking notes for trying to be professional, dickhead. Well, I'm drawing pictures. I ain't taking no notes. I'm too, I'm too good for notes. So I'm probably, I'm probably erasing a bunch of shit that I need later too. Thanks, Alex. So, so Blaine, you mentioned that you, uh, you float in a, a new canoe. What, what made you pick that? Because I feel like the new canoe is like the, uh, they're like the the cult member of the uh, the kayak game, and I don't mean it in a bad way. What I mean no, is no. like they're smaller, they're a little, definitely more, they're a lot different than most boats that are out there. So, what kind of drew yeah. you to that company? So, what drew me to that company was the 
the open deck. I mean, I know that that seems minute, but dude, coming from the bass boat world and being as tall as I am, I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I need room. I need leg room. So I was like, what's the longest <laughs> boat? What's the longest boat New Canoe has? And it was the Pursuit. And I was like 13 and a half feet, tons of leg room. And dude, I mean, the my whole thing with a New Canoe, it drafts a lot less water than a lot of boats that I've been in because um, I have been in a few brands. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, for river fishing and just the ability, the amount of tracks it has and the ability to set anything up how you want it and just still have all that room in front of you. Because I run, I run a motor guide XI3 usually during tournaments. So, I mean, dude, I'm chilling back there. Got Bluetooth speaker up front if I want to. You know, got all this room and still, you know, three, four foot of deck to use and walk around on and measure fish. And They definitely that's, look that's, like the DIYers, like, best dream because they are. Yeah. I, I've seen their boats. They've got tons of tracks, exactly what you said, open to whatever you want to do. Um but I mean, they are again. That, that's why I say they're like cult status only. Like you, you could tell a new canoe guy, right? Because he's usually got like uh, some off-brand muff, muffler kit attached to his fucking pickup truck. Like it's not the name brand, right? But it kind of works just the same, but in a like in a more exciting way. You know what I mean? Like like he's got the it. nitro, but that nitro could blow up at any time. Like he's a little. <laughs> He's a little off his rocker. That's usually how I think of the new canoe folks. Yeah, man. Nah, I'm a stock truck guy. I mean, I <laughs> I just like my boat, man, and that's it. I just it, it the the openness drew it me to it, and the way it paddled drew me to it because at the time I bought it, I didn't have a motor. Right. I was paddling. So, and then the pivot drive having that as an add-on was pretty cool because you can add it on to any of their models. And that was another thing is that if I ever wanted to upgrade boats, all of my accessories mm. were pretty much transferable across <clears throat> all the boats. That that you know, people talk about the open deck, and a lot of people like those. But with the new canoe, I've never been in one, so I'm just going off of what I've seen. It is a very huge, wide open deck that you can do a lot of different things with i know the first time i kind of started to to look at those folks was Derek brundle and this has been a couple couple of years not even two years ago it had been early early 2021 uh, that i started watching his stuff and he he sat on a cooler but yeah. you know that that boat had had short rails but it had the huge deck area that you know what he would do is he was very mobile in that deck and yeah, this there's a lot. There, there's a lot to say about a big deck area. I mean, you can put stuff there; stuff's easily accessible. You can reach it. You know, especially when you're catfishing, you got to measure a fish. A big deck means a lot because you're not trying to put the fish on your lap. Uh, if it flops out, you know, you got some area to maybe pin it down and save it, or you know what what goes there. Bet you are all about big decks. Oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Look, See, I'm man. going to my notes real quick to, uh, to make sure <laughs> that gets on social media. Is that all right, Paul? I, I, I did this podcast without Alex for like nine and a half to 13 months, somewhere in there. Shut the and- fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> man, I never, I never, Harry once come up on this thing with no notes. I had all this shit in my head. That's the only thing in your head, though, Paul. That and a bunch of squirrels. <laughs> Maybe a beaver or two. There's going to be. 
<laughs> Total side note, some random dude on uh, TikTok, somebody TikTok. Had, had a fucking video about a beaver. And this guy's like, whoa, this is the biggest beaver I've seen. And they specifically <laughs> tagged Bass and Brews. And all he did was like that, that, that winky emoji like four times. And I was like, listen, the beaver's catching on. Listen, the beaver's had a, it's had a rough decade, but uh, it's, been, it's been pummeled a lot. But now it's coming out on top. Y'all go listen to the, the Hooks at Hoodlum cast on YouTube from last week. It would have been Wednesday of last week. I had a duck hat on. And Ken, I was talking shit to Ken and he started talking shit back to me. He was like, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It looks like Coley's sitting on your head. Whack, whack. <laughs> <laughs> it, it only makes uh, sense. It only makes sense if y'all know who Cupcake Coley is and her love for ducks. Yeah. And the duck, it was just out of out of the blue. It was great. I felt really weird. I got a, I got a package in the mail. Uh, I used one of her discount codes for a company, and I needed a new scent. Oh, was my it wife... the Dildo Lamp Company? Did you buy nope, a new Dildo uh, Lamp? Nope. It was uh, tube lube. So uh, <laughs> my wife goes, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, uh, Cupcake Col- Coley told me about this product. And she's like, what's it called? I'm like, tube lube. And she just instantly stopped and goes, <laughs> you should probably fucking explain that. <laughs> And I was like, listen, uh, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. <laughs> I hope Coley listens to this. Before we before we ask her about it, we need to see if she messages uh, sometimes between Friday morning and Sunday. It's like, well, we know you ain't listening to Bass and Breeze anymore. Call her out right there. <laughs> listen, as soon as she got done being with you, she said, I'm done with Bass and Breeze. She cut out. <laughs> All right, so with you uh, – Running the tournaments, right? What would you say? I I, I really liked. I, I did listen. If you guys don't know, uh, Blaine was on Paddle and Finn. Uh, probably what about a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. So so I like how Which, you were. Who, who's episode? I'm pretty sure I listened. His to own. Him, he, he ain't he ain't no he ain't got no Paddle and Finn podcast. Whose podcast was it, Blaine? Schiller and uh, it was when Schiller and I think was his last name Randall Brian Schiller and. No, what was his name? Oh God, I want to get you talking about this. what show is the OG show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the OG. Oh, okay, show. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. So I like how you talked about that. You guys are a learning club, the club that you run. Are you guys still that way? And kind of, can you break that down for folks? I think that's a, I think it's super important, and uh, it was it, it was really awesome to hear you. Yeah, and dude, I've actually extended that a little bit further since then. So basically when we say we're a learning club, we are here to grow the sport, man. We're not the type of people. I mean, yeah, you're going to come in and compete for some money. I mean, we average about five to $700 first place. So, I mean, it's a good little chunk of change to come out there on a weekend and win. But, oh, um, oh, you don't have to worry about that. You don't win at all. So, <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, you don't fish shit to win anything. So you don't have to worry about it either. <laughs> a little short motherfucking bitch. <laughs> But what I was saying, we were originally, and we still are, we're, we're here to teach people how to do this properly. That way, when you want to go on and fish that KBF event, when you want to go on and fish that Hobie event, you have experience. Answer any questions. Hey, had trouble catching fish today. Here's what I did, and I got third place. Here's what I, I mean, you see these guys reaching out. So 
outside of that, another thing that I like to do is say I see a person, you know, KBF's put out a new rule, rule nine, I think it is, with the no touch zone. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Basically, there's no more touching the tail of the fish and you can't touch the face of the fish. Okay. So basically, I've been getting violations on that and it's something that is new. So instead, I'm going to deny the fish because it says I've got to per the rules. But what I'm going to do is instead of just denying all your fish because you're holding them wrong, I'm going to call you and go, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to do differently. Do you have any other pictures? I give you every angler the benefit of the doubt. I mean, that's just what we try to do. So, I mean, obviously there's some seasoned guys there that we don't have to worry about that with, but there's some guys there that are there for their first season or hell, their first tournament. Mm -hmm. And they don't even know if what they're doing is right. They're just submitting fish going. So, you know, it takes some research. Obviously you got to read the rules of any club you go to, but I mean, (laughs) to have me do that, I feel like is very helpful for some of these guys and some heartache. Uh, kayak anglers don't read no fucking rules. We already know that. Secondly, nope. as being a club that that is catering to the the newer angler and stuff like that, do y'all have lower entry fees? Yes, um, we're a thirty five dollar entry fee, five dollar optional small fish, and it went up from thirty last year just because we got on an app with Fishing Chaos. Um, so basically, we charge five dollars a person per event for just pay the fees and you know anything that gets taken out so basically in the long run yeah 30 35 bucks get you in tournament five dollars small fish and uh small fish we have to do a different kind of submission because i gotta have a huge momentum but yeah it's uh it's easy for people to come in feel comfortable because nobody's out there being a hard ass and that's what i really love because you go to some of these tournaments and it's like some people walking around with heads the size of freaking just giant egos and it's just it doesn't need to be that well if you need if you need help judge anything under 12 inches alex is your man secondly (laughs) there it is you mentioned something that we hear a lot about and i i have a differing opinion with this and this is kayak fishing fishing in general kayak fishing tournament everything and it's growing the sport what when you say that what do, what do you mean by that i am sport. i cannot tell you how many times i've been out in my rig pre-fishing for an event you pull up to the ramp there's another kayak angler there it's like oh man i like your kayak starts talking to you and next thing you know he's not he's not fishing a tournament but you're pre-fishing for one and you're like hey man there's one next weekend and then well i don't even know where i'd start well here's a couple stores to sell the stuff you need if you wanted to i mean it's as simple as 40 bucks and you know, 40 bucks in your entry fee and you could be in this thing. And it, it's bringing those people to comfortable levels. We've got a guy, I'm going to tell the story. There's a guy named Frankie that fishes with us. Frankie Wolf. Probably. I think he started two years ago, kayak fishing tournaments, dude. I mean, from the stories I hear, he was like, man, I don't know if I'm good enough, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I'm ready talk to his friends that do the same that fish tournaments and they're like dude give me a break dude only brings spinning rods out there doesn't have you know he he fishes a very specific way and you know he didn't know if it was going to be enough to do it dude won angler of the year last year on track to win angler of the year this year 
dude was either – he was either first or second Queen City AOY last year. I mean, just an absolute hammer. And, I mean, all it took was someone going, come out here, learn with – you know, learn, try it, and see where it goes. And, you know, you find what you love. So, I mean, it – that's what I mean by growing the sport. It's just bringing anglers to being comfortable with fishing tournaments and not thinking tournament fishing has to be this clout, like got to be the best of the best. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so I, I'm in the same thought as you are with, with growing the sport. And uh, he was, the, Frankie, for instance, was already fishing. He was already in a kayak. Growing the sport meant bringing him into the tournament setting, which means growing the sport from from a monetary standpoint. The more people we have fishing tournaments, paying entry fees, the bigger the payouts are, the bigger the money pool is. Like, um, and, and they're talking about kayak fishing as a whole. Well, just in 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 general, growing the sport from a let's take it from a kayak per, per, perspective. Growing the sport, when you hear this in the kayak world, you hear it a lot in the tournament angling world. They talk about growing the sport, but they're not talking about Jim Bob going and buying a kayak and starting to just kayak fish or or Jimmy Ray going and buying some shit to fish off the bank. Kayak anglers want to grow the sport. They want to grow tournament kayak angling so that the purses are bigger, so that you grow into a professional setting where people can make a living just fishing kayak tournaments. We have a few people doing that now, but a handful, less than 10, maybe more, I don't know, but somewhere around 10. But you're talking about taking kayak fishing to the elite level or the BPT level where folks, that is their job. That's what they do week in and week out. And I think that when we talk about growing the sport and fishing, from the boat side or from the kayak side is that you, you hear this term thrown around, but what do they actually mean? Because when I talk about growing the sport, I want more people to tournament ang- angle, fish, whatever the fuck we want to call it. So that the, you know, the money, the pot's bigger, the money's bigger. And, and from the tournament side in the on, on kayaks, that's, that's where we are right now. Because if you want to grow the sport, Shit, we ain't got to do nothing the last two years to grow kayak fishing. It's growing yeah. on its own. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I, there there's a whole thing. This is a whole different podcast to get into. But in general, growing the sport comes from two different angles. One is a term angle. You're going to grow it so the pots are bigger, so you can, you know, win more money, blah, 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 blah. Because to win more money – you need more people that are just dabbling. Like there's going to be a handful that win the majority of the money. But when you talk to tackle distributors and tackle makers and those people, they want to grow the sport because they want more people buying tackle. They want more people buying shit. There's two different sides of growing the sport. And so I, I think that's where we get into kind of people just throwing that term out there but not really diving into what it means. But your club is doing the the tournament side. You're growing the sport by seeing somebody in a, in a kayak, giving them an opportunity at a low-level entry point to come fish a tournament. Well, and maybe, uh, that, maybe yeah. they can fish great like Frankie and come in and start 
to start winning money out of the blue. I mean, that's that's the part that I think a lot of the kayak anglers want to grow the sport at because the majority of us ain't making money off of selling tackle. No. no. And, I mean, it's not only that. I think the two kind of go hand in hand to an extent because, I mean, you find guys that not only come out to fish tournaments, but they come to find a like-minded group of people. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my guys – We'll fish a tournament against each other and pre-fish the entire way up to it together. I mean, they're friends. I mean, they travel together. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they it forms bonds between people. And, I mean, there's something to be said about that. But if it continues to grow, so I, I know there is this thing, especially in the, the tournament scene, right? A lot of tournament, kayak tournament guys will talk about this brotherhood. And, and, and I, I think there's absolutely something there, right? And there's Can something... we call it a family because there are some really good ass women anglers fishing? No, you're kayaks. right. That's probably better. You're absolutely right. Um, th- this family, right? Um, and the reason a lot of people go to it is because they're really jaded from the big boat scene, right? Because your local club level big boat scene became very backstabby as soon as money got involved. Yeah. So if we continue to grow kayak fishing as a tournament sport. The same thing's going to happen, correct? Like, the same thing's going to happen. As soon as money's involved. Bro, there ain't no way. Yo, Paul. (laughs) But I was washing my hands. (laughs) No, no, there was a clear lack of washing hands. Paul forgot to mute himself. There's a pause in the middle. Is everything okay? He's older. Washing my hands. He's older. (laughs) Paul forgot to mute. No. But, uh, oh my God. All right, we're cutting that. Nope. 4430. No, no, no. That's going to go up on its own ticky tock. Um, Uh, but do you not think that eventually, if you continue to grow to get to that level because big money is involved? You're just, it's going to become a try-hard thing that is, like, killing the Bass Boat Club scene. I don't know, man, because, all right, think about it this way. I put 15 kayak anglers in a room and give them all keys to brand-new bass boats. How many of them, you know what I mean? How many of them stay in the kayak? Or how many of them still do both? Because that's what I did. I ended up getting a bass boat and still do both because I enjoy different parts of each one. But I mean, that's there's something to be said that for the cost of it and getting into it, mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of the attraction behind it, and that's what I mean, grows there's, it. There's the whole like again, yeah, the cost. Uh, if you guys go back to the reel down, uh, those boys over there broke it down perfect, right? There was uh, uh, we had them on the show, and they explained like not it's not just the cost; it's the whole aesthetic of being there, close combat with the fish, yep. seeing nature in a certain way, right? But specifically talking about tournaments the more and more money that's going to be involved the more cutthroat people are going to be because money's involved oh dude, that's that specifically why people are leaving but so i'm going to argue and people are like hey let's grow the sport we need to do it through through tournament fishing mm-hmm. i personally think the bigger it gets the more it like drifts away of what makes kayak fishing great which is the family the sitting down with people we can have a good time we can share tactics all that good stuff right because that's still we're in a very pure form still. The more yeah. money is involved, the more that it's going to, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it. it's, 
Dude, I've busted two cheaters in the last two years that come in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. And I'm not talking about, like, busted, like, you can't fish our club anymore. Two guys yeah. that are blacklisted from KBF, Hobie, Bass. I mean, just for doing not smart stuff. And, I mean, money brings out the worst in people. One of them was very, very close to me. Was We actually fished for the same paddle shop team. And oh, man. Yeah, I mean, being on the board and having to find all this out and then send the letters and know what's coming of it, it's just – it's one of those things that it makes you – you question it. And it, it made me I, – I questioned leaving kayak fishing at one point because of it. But at the end of the day, it's – we still have that niche group that with – especially with Palmetto State, we're, we're just – man, it's a brotherhood that some people really respect – and the ones that don't are found out and aren't allowed to come around anymore. Well, you said that the the, the cheating made made you want to leave kayak fishing. So so it, would, at would least I on say the tournament that? Director okay, side. I was about to say like like you, you were willing to just not kayak fish at all if you couldn't do a tournament. No, no, no it, okay. yeah, no, no. The TD like side. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah, never catch. Side. You would never catch my ass being a TD in fucking nothing. Hell no, I don't want to do it. But you're right. What you're gonna see, you're gonna see a per, in in the next five years, you're gonna see a professional level kayak trail mm-hmm. where the people who want to fish at have to pay all eight tournaments up front. You're gonna see that in the next five years. Now, I think what's gonna be oh shit, I froze up here. I'm, what I think is gonna be different between kayaking in the boat world in the money side and growing the sport and what we're talking about is that the local club trails are still going to be bigger because the the the, it's just easier to get into the cost of entry all that shit right sure but you're gonna start you're still going to have a lot of camaraderie on the local level but as you get into um the national trails that are there now. There's a lot of camaraderie with that. But once you get into the professional where you have 50, and I think that's that's a good number that's probably going to start out at. Probably. You know, you, you have those folks. And when those folks come and fish the opens, which is what all the national kayak trails are right now are opens, you're, you're going to have, there's going to be a different mentality because those guys are going to get sponsorships. Those people, those folks are going to get sponsorships from, from, winning from the content they create yeah. and so there's going to be a different level on that there's i've said it before i said it, i think on jigs and bigs initially we're in the wild wild west of kayak fishing right now you know yeah. there's a local club popping up every other day there's there's a a regional club that's starting every year that the following year they're opening up to a wider area we're, we're in that wild, wild west period that nobody knows what's going to happen. It's exciting to be in. I mean, who well, does all that this day and age that we would get to be at the forefront, uh, you know, of something like this? Yeah, and that that's it, man. I mean, you you talked about sponsors, sponsored anglers. And, I mean, we still – I mean, there are a few that actually are sponsored. We'll talk about the difference between sponsored anglers and promotional staff. Right, right. Hold on, hold on. We got – professional staff yes promotional staff and we were sponsored when they cut you a check when they give you fucking hard money when that shit hits your bank account products yeah 
when when you get a thousand, five thousand, when you get money in your bank account that you can go spend on a cheeseburger or some tackle. That's exactly that, yeah, you are yeah. officially a sponsored angler. Yeah. yeah. That ten percent, that ten percent discount, that twenty percent discount get for hooks at hoodlums, I love it. Like I wear my hook shit shit. But yeah. that's that's promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. But You're we promoting. Got start, we got to start talking about the difference in the pro staff. Like we got to start adding some some American alphabet letters behind the the P R and O on those <laughs> on those on those words. I was prom staff. Prom staff. Yeah, prom staff. <laughs> I was that's looking at what the fuck it is. The the the, the most prom. The, <laughs> the the people the the folks that are up there that are the most loudest, the prettiest. Like they the prom staff. <laughs> the motherfuckers catch fish. I don't care how ugly you are. They the professional staff. Because they, uh, they getting checks. I was looking at this guy's uh somebody sent us, Paul, a uh request. Um trying to figure out how not to single this person out. We do get a lot of requests to be on the show lately. Uh, which no, is really we, great. We get like one a week. So if you're in the last two weeks, Alex is talking about you. TikTok, you don't know. Like TikTok has been amazing for promoting the show. I, I feel like we've hit a whole new audience. Um, and it, it's been awesome. But we got a guy and he came on. He goes, hey, check out my Instagram, this and that. And I went and looked. And I looked at it. And I know it's not a numbers clout thing. Um, but so he did tell me he's a professional fisherman. And I said, okay, that's dope. Like, let's see. So he had like 57 uh, followers, which sometimes that happens. Uh, but then I look and it says like sponsorship and it's got a, a whole laundry list. It's got about 12 companies uh, listed, right? None of them are really known to uh, all the companies are known to have giant uh, pro staff, right? These are like the, you sign up on an email and now you're pro staff. Ooh. So when he had the whole thing, and, and specifically, he said on, on his profile thing, said sponsored professional fishermen. And then it's like all these companies. And I was like, listen, brother, like that's not exactly what you two just said. That's your promotional staff. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to know your lane and what it is. I, I, I know it's big. Blaine, I, I, I know Paul doesn't really go on TikTok very often. But uh, Blaine, I'm sure we follow some of the same guys. Uh, I think it's Louisiana State Outlaw. And mm-hmm. uh, uh uh, previous guests on the show, Carolina Thump, have had been having this conversation about pro staff and what it actually means. And like, I think these are important conversations as people are trying to get into social media, which I 100% you should. As a angler, you should throw yourself out there. If anything, you're going to find a couple buddies who are dope as shit, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But people need to be realistic on what pro staff means what it uh, means for you as the person, like what your obligations are, but also like, like it, you're not a fucking professional. You're not a yeah. fucking. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's guys around here on Lake Murray that striper guide for a living. I mean, they are out there every day, Monday to Friday, they Saturday and Sunday, either they're on or they decide to take off. I mean, that is what they do. And they charge $800 for a trip. Good. Yeah, and I mean, a, that those guys professional are professional angler. fishers. Professional angler, yeah, exactly. They do it for a living. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I mean, I, I think we all desire to reach that point. I don't think there's an angler out there that doesn't just want to do it all the time. But, I mean, dude, it's for some people, it's not realistic. 
I, I hey, think. Hey, here's here's a public service announcement for Bass and Brews. We don't give a shit if you've got zero followers or anything like that. Now, we typically bring on folks that are doing stuff on social media. They have some kind of, so, like the content creators. But that shit don't matter to us. No. We don't, we don't care. I, what I'm like, we bring folks on that are interesting to talk to, that create content, that tournament fish, that fun fish, that bank fish, that kite fish, that fish out of a boat. Uh, it doesn't matter to us. So if, like if you, it, it, your resume doesn't mean shit to us. You just got to be, you know, you got to have a good time. I mean, that's what it is. This, we like, I mean, you know, it, that's the I'm thing. just some it's, South Carolina boy with a white claw. There you go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're six, you're you're six foot seven and like weigh 113 pounds or something. What is he, like, Scuba Steve? You just keep crazy. raising his height. Is that what no, it is? Do you, no. Do you see? Do you see the head of hair behind his hat? Yeah. He sure as shit ain't Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve ain't had Scuba that Steve much hair in his no entire hair. life. I think it's hard, bro. Scuba Steve's Dad face is so ugly that his hairline is running from it. That's how fucking bald he is. It is. And you know what? And you know what? Blaine hadn't eaten a single fucking thing on this podcast yet. Fucking. And, he showed, and he showed up before the last 30 minutes. Steve-O, Steven, you're never going to live down sitting on a podcast eating fucking popcorn like a degenerate, you piece of shit. That is hilarious. What? <laughs> um, where was I going to go with this? Oh. I don't know. You must have run out of notes because you had to um it. No, yeah, I did um it. Well, I, I just wanted to, to like pivot back to if – all you guys can get out of this and you feel really uh, stoked to get a, a discount code and you feel like you're a pro. Um, don't, don't watch this fucking show anymore. Cause uh, I, I feel like as we go on, I, me personally, Paul, I don't know how you think. And I do try to keep uh, you know, I got to keep my professional journalism. Right. But I, I'm starting to lose my patience with it. Cause it is a lot of like distorted reality on folks and they need to be brought in. So if you have a completely distorted reality and you think because Wu Tungsten gives you a fucking generic code and you're a pro fisherman, don't ask to be on the show. But but like, I don't I don't give a shit. Look, I if do. you can get if you can get on if you can get a discount. Like people want old oh, talk talk crap about the discounts and stuff like that. Get a discount. If you can get 10%, 15% off of, of a some... A break's a break, dude. Dude, hell yeah. That's that's big time. I'm, no, do, do not that's not what I'm saying. I, but I'm don't not, get a discount code. Saying, okay. But there are people that talk junk about the discount code. Sure. Look, if you, can't, if you can't get hard money, if you can't get that shit given to you for free... And but you can get a discount, get the fucking discount. Go 100%. 100%. You should get that discount because you're putting your time, you're putting your effort into it, and your effort is way cheaper than if you know company X had to pay for an actual marketing team, right? Right. All right, way cheaper. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you get into that company, you get a discount code. If it is a code that's directly correlated to you, your code only, use it, give it to people. Because yep. if they start seeing sales from yep. that code, maybe that open. does maybe that does get you a Correct. sponsorship. Correct. Maybe that does get you free gear. 
Like that's that's their that's the initial way for that company to see your value to them. So right. that discount code, it, it work it. Yeah. You see yourself, give it to people. Like yeah. that's what it's there for. And if you get to the point that people that this company is like, damn, this dude's brought us in twenty thousand dollars in merchandise sales yeah. or lure sales. They're going to start saying, "All right, we need. How do we get this guy on our staff? How yeah. do we? How do we get him here?" And then now you get into that part of negotiation, of, you know, pay or free, whatever it is. Those discount codes mean a lot because you can get shit cheaper at an angler, and mm-hmm. damn fishing ain't cheap. No, but then think, don't think about it as I'm getting a discount. Think about it. This is my way. If I really like this company and like their product, then want to use it. I can get into this company at this point in time. Like, sell that shit. Be a yeah. salesperson but, but and get in there. Don't Go walk ahead. past me and don't walk past me and turn your cheek like you're some sort of hot shit, though. Right. Yeah. Well, so That's- here's the thing too. The the counterside of what you're saying, Paul, and it's not even a counterside, but it's the folks that put like professional, right? So you are giving worth to this company. When they come back and they look at your profile and they say they see on there that you're saying you're a professional for their company. Why would they ever pay you? You are you are taking the bare minimum. You're saying ten percent is all I'm worth, right? Even though you're gaining them all this uh, attention, reach, uh, you know, all of that sales, right? If you've been there, that just because you're pro staff and you have a discount code, you put yourself as a professional sponsored angler. That company's going to go. Why should I ever have to pay that person money when all I did was give them ten percent? That you're never going to make your nubby. You're never going to make your money off that ten percent. Yes, it does save you money, but they're going to pay you way more than what you're going to save on code, right? But if you start pretending like you're a pro without being a pro, like they're not actually paying you, yeah. fuck but, that. But see, that's fuck that's that. two different things, though. So if you get to that point that yeah, and and you unless they share that information, you don't know what kind of sales you're generating. Correct. But if you do know. If you get to the point you've got a hundred thousand followers and you've got these people and you're getting messages and all this and that, you you at some point know your worth. And if that and you reach out to that company like, hey, I want to know, I want to know, ask them. And if they won't tell you, then that company is probably not somebody you want to continue promoting. Right. So then what you do is you take that information, what you have, if they've given you how many sales or whatever, and you take that information. You go to the next one. I mean, it's it's business. That's what it is. Those those perf- promotional codes are great because you get shit for cheap. Yep. But it opens the avenue for you to to start to get that. Now, does that make mean you're a professional angler gonna be? No, a professional angler, as Blaine said, are the guys that do it five, six, seven days a week. Yep. Professional angler are the guys on the elites. Professional anglers are guys that are fishing the opens. You know, not every open guy is a blue-collar worker that is out there. You know, some of those guys, fish the elites. Yeah. That's their job, and their goal is to make the classic or the elites when they're fishing the opens. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a professional angler is somebody who makes a living off of fishing regardless if they're a they're on the elites or the VPT or if they're guiding, and a lot of people do both. So... You know, we get into that. But in the kayak world, we're just so different right now. There's not a lot of kayak guides. You know, there's no there's no professional kayak anglers, no PKAs. There are people that make a living off of it. 
But, you know, there's to, to say they're professionals yet, I, I don't think we're there. We're yeah. we're not far at this point no, we're in time. Not. We're not far because we do have quite a few that are this is this is what they do. But um, I think when they start when when the pools of money start getting into the triple digits and kayak fishing and it's going to happen. That's when you're going to start to see the professionals that that's when you're going to start to see some of these names on commercials on Saturday mornings on ESPN. Coming to do kayak stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. But, uh, hey, I want to steer this real quick because I don't want to forget this story because this is one of my fucking favorite stories ever. This, get- is where, this is where my – hey, Alex, make sure you mute. I got to go potty, but yeah, I'll make, wait. Make sure you mute. Oh, I do mute because I'm a professional. All right. We'll wait till you get back from the story. Yeah. So, Blaine but- – since Alex is gone, how short do you think he is? Dude, well, I mean, you make it seem like he's, you know, borderline medical condition, but, I mean, I think... I, <laughs> but I think he's somewhere in that 5'5", five, 5'7", five, five, range. I don't know. You have, way, you have way overestimated his height. He's like 5'2". Really? Well, if it makes you feel any better, or it makes him feel any better, my wife's four foot ten. No lie, and I'm six four. I've got a foot and six inches on her. My wife's four eleven. So oh, I, see, I feel it. yeah, yeah. So Alex, yep. Alex, Alex I, is like Alex is like a twenty inch fish, and our wives are like sixteen inch fish. Yeah, I had to Google the definition of an LP before I uh, before I. Got got married to her. I had to figure it out. I was like, man, is she technically? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ale- Alex, as short as he is, has one of the greatest podcast voices. You will hear us that raspy. It is. It's good. It's that raspy voice. I'll tell you what. I talk a lot of shit about Alex. I mean, this man in the background has a two-top Tupperware container in the background, holding up his shit. Are you guys shitting on me for the background? I heard the nice talk about my voice. I appreciate that, Paul. What's wrong with that? Uh, There's multiple of them. Listen, when I get home, I got the okay. We're going to do like a full studio. After watching uh, Jimmy on Reel Down, I want something like that. I want it to look slick, something playing in the background, a big loungy chair, the mic that comes down from the top like he's in a a, a Limp Biscuit cover band. That's what I want. (laughs) So Alex has those containers behind him. Those are his step stools so he can reach shit in his house. Fuck it, still. We're just going with it there, fat boy. We're just going to keep he, going on the yeah. short jokes. Blaine wanted to know if you were medically short. Like if there was a medical condition to your shortness. Yeah, it's because uh, my dick's so big it compresses yeah. me down. It weighs no. me down. It's gravity. <laughs> no, I'm not that short. I mean, I'm short. I'm short. But I mean, you're five two. That's kind of short. I'm not five two. Uh, See, I'm five seven. Thank I told you. you. I said five seven. Yes. See, I was on. Listen, right, Paul. Paul. Paul's wife also thinks that eight inches looks like that. So it's not a lot we can do there. <laughs> hey. So I want to get to and and. I want him to tell this story. This story was initially told on KBN. When was it, Blaine? I can't remember. December 4th, 2021. God, All right. He's got it fucking December 4th, in. 2020. It's my PB, bro. 
All right, all right. story was told. Oh, hell yeah. So you can find on KBN on YouTube and their podcast platform. And now I asked Ryan Lambert about this shit, and he's like, oh, I can't remember this, blah, 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 blah. And I, I understood because he drinks too much, kind of like me, so I can't remember shit. But Jeff knew this shit right offhand. Anyway, Blaine, the song of my people, my, my name for this here podcast, this episode, Tell us, tell us this story because this shit. I, I like. I, first of all, I hope you got a fucking GoPro now, and if you don't, you're an asshole. I do. You're a I six do. foot four asshole. If you, okay, good. <laughs> tell us the story in in the you know just start from the beginning. What tournament was it, and what were you doing? Because this shit and it. Look, I'm gonna pre- preface this. This story might not be as good because we're about a year and a half from it but when he told her on kbn that shit was fresh and i i laughed my damn ass off this shit was golden bro that 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 fish cost me some money and won me some money at the same time it was crazy so long story short we had well actually long story long i'll go the whole thing so we have two on bass and bruise we have two to four hours to tell a story (laughs) (laughs) two hours to two days so I fished, if you haven't seen, Vinny with Queen City has been working with Native, and they've come out with a new format for the kayak fishing world. It's the No Limit event featuring the Big Bass Power Hour. This was one of the coolest formats that I've fished as a kayak angler. What, what's that format look like? So it's basically, you have a No Limit side of it. There's two different sides of it. You've got No Limit side, so... All of your scorable bass you catch in that day, I mean, there's no limit. I mean, right. you so MLF weigh them style. All. It's like of. an MLF style. Fight. Gotcha. So you weigh in as many fish as you catch, and you go for that overall prize. Which for this one, it's I think it's grown, but at the time it was a thousand dollars to win the no limit side, and then it had an hourly thousand dollar big bass payout. Whoa. So if you caught the biggest fish of the hour, it was the same thing as winning the. So you had two oh, different schools shit. of thought. You yeah. go after. Hey. Hey, hold up, real quick, real quick. We just had one last month, and it was so it was the same thing. It was a it was an hourly big bass payout for eight hours, and then the the MLF style and the same thing for the whole day for the the biggest stringer. Yeah, the look, most recent one we did it was thirteen hundred dollars per exactly, hour man. for biggest got- bass for eight hours. And then also the no limit side was thirteen hundred dollar payout. At the end, there were there were other prizes and stuff given out. I think it went out to like third or fifth place or something. So yeah, you know, you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars for an event, man. I yeah. mean, native native really Kayak. put behind this thing. Yeah. So not only were those thousand dollar prizes available. Um, hourly and for the overall, uh, overall big bass won a native Slayer 12.5, and then oh, your yeah. overall uh, MLF style winner won a native 10.5. So I decided you had two schools of thought chase numbers or chase those big bites. And my wife is from West Central Florida. I mean, I went there and learned how to flip grass last, probably last summer. And it's a tactic that I know. Paul, Paul, mute yourself. What are you doing over there? <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable anymore, Alex. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you agreed to the rules, there was also a disclaimer that Paul loves big bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your uh, your wife's from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically. I, I learned to flip grass, and Santee is the closest place to me that had grass. I know it's a big bite tactic, but, dude, Florida, your December weather is 70 degrees. Yeah. Here, your December weather is 30 fucking four. Right. So, I mean, we don't see a ton of freezing temperatures. We see some, but it was pretty fucking cold that day. As you can see in my picture, I'm wearing my pink sweatpants, which are my lucky sweatpants. They had to go with me. So, anyways, I go out. I knew this one place that had a ton of grass. I knew they had sprayed it. I didn't know what was alive and what wasn't. Hadn't been there in months. No pre-fishing, no nothing. I was just like, I'm going to go out here, and if I catch a giant, I catch a giant. And uh, 10 o'clock came, and so I'm flipping grass mats, and I moved back in the back. Everything I was flipping was dead. It was obviously brown and gross looking, and in the back there's this one, like, six-foot, bright green patch and i was like okay if that's not calling my name i don't know what is so i get close to it flip in once nothing flip in the second time nothing wind picks up pushes me up against the side of the mat and at this point i was like man this is the only good looking mat back here i just reached over and dropped right into the mat i mean i was that close to it i was up against it and I picked up on it, and when I did, the rod tried to eject from my hands, and I just <laughs> reared rod back. ejaculated and, from his yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here comes where the name comes in. I always said, man, and when I set the hook, I flipped with 80-pound uh, Power Pro braids. So whenever it rubs up against the grass, they call it the funny fiddle. I just call it the song of my people. You set the hook and it's just making yeah. all kind of wild noises, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and it's out, the dolphin face. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. And out comes this monstrous bass. All I'd caught back there were bowfin or mudfish, whatever you want to call them, all day. And when I set the hook and I saw a largemouth, I was like, oh, my God, this thing is massive. And so I obviously am having a minor panic attack because I didn't expect to get bit just dropping it into the mat like that. So I lean back into her. And as I'm pulling her in, if you know anything about the new canoe seats, they have a strap that holds them up and you can adjust it for your back Mm -hmm. height. And uh, so when I boat flipped her, she hit me like right in the shins. Hold on, you tr- boat flipped your fucking PB? Hell yeah, dude. Alex, quit just wait. This story. Just, just wait. wait. We're not just done. Wait. Shut up, oh, Alex. Shit. Don't say nothing else so, until he pauses for three seconds or more. I lean. When she hits me in the knees, I like fell backwards. And when I did, I broke the strap on my seat. And like I was laying flat down in the boat. And obviously, since I fell on a pivot point, my feet popped up. I kicked her back into the lake. I don't even... <laughs> Dude, I still had my rod in my hand. I just cranked down as I sat back up and just grabbed it about center and just freaking hauled her back in a second time. And she landed in the bottom of the boat. So I'm sitting there with a broken seat, a 24-inch bass in between my legs, and my board is somewhere. I don't know. I managed to get to it. I 
put her on the board, I mean, and to my disbelief, saw that it's a two foot long bass. Yeah. Um, had a rusty spring scale with me, weighed nine seven on a rusty spring scale. I, I guarantee it was over 10, but you know what? It said nine seven, so I'm rolling with nine seven. Um, and then, like I said, I want an overall big bass for the day. Um, ended up winning a thousand dollars native Slayer 12 5 Slayer Max, and I mean, it was all in all probably about a $5,500 payday. Yeah. And man, as a kayak angler, that was the best lick I've hit. It's huge, man. To catch my PB on tourney day in an event like that, you could not tell me shit on the way home. I was the man, no matter which way you cut it. But there's no better feeling than that, man. You get in the car on the way home after absolutely, you know, only caught that one fish, one fish all day. One fish, and you got all of that off one bite, basically. One bite. And that wow. was my whole goal. And that's the beauty of that format, man. It's so cool. It really is. They do it in the bass boat world, but in the kayak world, you hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, what's keeping someone from doing that? I had always thought that, but, you know, figured there was something and leave it to Vinny to just knock it out of the park with it, man. He's just, he's a killer tournament director, man. I don't have enough good things to say about Vinny Ferrari. And, and you could catch an 18-inch bass or a 16-inch yeah. bass that oh, leads yeah. you $1,000 for that hour. I mean, yeah. you know, you think about it. You don't it, have you, to catch 24. Yeah, I mean, you you can, whatever the biggest bass is at that time, that's a cool format. That story, and, and, and I, you know, it's not great story, Blaine. It's not as good to hear it when you told it on KBM because it was fresh. It had just happened. And Bro, it, money it had hit great. my account the night I was on KBN. You still can <laughs> tell me shit. Come on now. <laughs> now, Y'all did you use any that of one. that money uh, to buy a fucking net? <laughs> I had a net with me, dude. When you're punching, all right. So I'll explain this. Hey, I punched for that real quick. Real quick, Blaine. He has no idea what Here it's comes. like to catch a bass over 20 inches. He's Here in New comes. Jersey. So he he doesn't understand. Uh, The the one that I won the trophy with for biggest bass out of hook set was 23 inches at just an outside seven pounds. That's a big one. It's a big one. It was only eight ounces off of the state record. So, uh, Paul, damn. With all due respect, suck my dick. (laughs) That's that's half a pound, dude. That's like that's like your 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 bottom torso. There it is. Half a pound. I was waiting for the short joke. I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna put together all the short jokes in this uh, fucking episode. We're gonna run it as like a TikTok of just like Paul shitting on me for being short. You you gotta add in the Alex Rudd episode because I made a lot then because Alex Rudd's like seven nine. But we'll do a whole next one because I've been nice. But we'll go on fat boy jokes next episode. No problem. Oh man, that's fine. By, See, by next episode, I'm not going to get hit by any of these. I'm rolling <laughs> good. By next episode, because you're going to be gone for like the next eight months. No, so no, no. Next episode, I'll be skinny. No, so I will not be. I might be there for the next episode. We'll see. And then we're going to go back to the Motel Six Chronicles, where I have to do, uh, you know hosting duties from the crack whore infested motel six in Oakland, California. So, so uh, Blaine, I'm sorry for Alex interrupting you three times. We'll go back to what you were saying. Oh, oh yeah. So whenever you're flipping, man, I got a seven, six heavy man, 80 pound braid ounce and a half weight and a, probably a four odd hook. You're going to lose more fish trying to fuck around netting them than you will. If you just 
put them in the boat. I mean, you've you've got the you've got the you know gear to do it. You give them less time to play you. I mean, dude, I flip them in the boat green and worry about wrestling them down in my turf, not theirs. Yeah, it's a good point. I, solid point. Hey, how do you how do you peg an ounce and a half weight? I use the a lot of people use bobber stops. I don't. I use the. I can't get them to work. That's why I'm asking. I I don't. don't Rubber stops. I don't know if you've seen them. They're. I've got them. I've tried them. I can't get them to hold. Man, I the one the ones I have are a little bit thicker than any of the ones that I've ever been able to find, and I'm going to be pissed because I threw away the packaging and won't be able to find them again. No idea what (laughs) brand they are. I'm gonna have to do some digging and buy a thousand of them things to find them again. But um, they're they're probably I mean good two and a half three inches long. Oh yeah, and at the t- yeah at the top they're really really thick. So um, whenever I pull it through, I dude I pull it until it snaps, mm-hmm. and then after that I cut the top. And I I'll have yeah. them slide up, but it's enough pressure to where it doesn't slide up in a bad mm-hmm. in a bad situation. I, I I don't do a lot of punching. Uh, I don't have that kind of grass where I am. Yeah. But I, I've I've used toothpicks. But the problem is, if you don't get that toothpick cut nice and flush, it grabs the damn mat, mm-hmm. and so you end up kind of getting hung up a lot. So I was just yeah. curious because I hadn't. I, I don't do a lot of punching, but the times that I've tried to do, it's been ever loving pain in the ass because I can't I can't get that that weight. And if you don't if you don't do the damn weight. Then you know your you worm or whatever you throw and sitting on top of the grass and your weights down there and the you know shit just don't work yeah, right. It don't work. Um, yeah, man, it's it's it needs to be in one solid object. And most of the stuff I flip, even with an ounce and a half weight, you're going to struggle getting it through there. I have to usually I flip on top of the mat and just sit there and shake until finally it does its thing Should and falls through. Yeah, and you know. I learned to flip grass in Florida. That's where I would have no idea what I was doing around grass mats if it wasn't for my wife being from Florida. And Hey, let me ask you something. I ain't no geography major, but where the fuck is West Central Florida? Because, like, there's West only Central. East Florida and West Florida. So, like, you know, know. like, center of the state, west side. <laughs> so, so, West Florida. Yeah. I guess yeah, so, Florida, so, yeah. so near Tampa. That, that would be Tampa. That'd be St. <laughs> Pete, Tampa okay. area, right? That's Correct. not, yeah. that's yeah. not center. Tampa's on the fucking West Coast. That's West Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then you also have like, uh, Pensacola, but they're completely two different areas, right? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like central. seven hours apart there. Yeah. Well, it's because you got look, Florida's I a weird thought, state. Oh, dude, I have been in nooks and crannies of Florida. That ain't no man seen since the Indians been there. Because I fought fire. I had been in some shit in Florida. Oh, yeah, I didn't know where West Central Florida was. I mean, you say yeah. West Central South Carolina, we, we we got some room to play. Yeah. Well, like, so you're kind of in West Central from, South Carolina. I mean, yeah. In a way, I'm in, I'm in North Central. Northwest Central South Carolina. Hey, North you could be really specific here. Carolina. You could be from... West, or you could be from North South Carolina, which is which is east of due west South Carolina. We have two towns called North True story. and due west. True story. North and due yep. west. That's so Look good. up Bill Cosby in the eighties <laughs> and watch that old talk to that old woman. It's hilarious. <laughs> You're from North know. 
South I, don't know. I don't know if Bill Cosby, I mean, he might be the level of Bassett Bruce. I don't know if uh, he aged well uh, as a whole. He t- he used to tell really good fart jokes back in the day with no cussing. He's not wrong. I'm ne- <laughs> I just like the pause. <laughs> I have She's never been wrong. wrong. I've never been wrong. Ever. Uh, I'm either man. I'm either right or kind of right, but I'm never kinda wrong. Right. Okay. Yes, that's, said, okay. That's, sounds, sounds like my wife. <laughs> Boy, your wife must have had a good beard then. I didn't say it looked like my wife. <laughs> you said I was like your wife. You gonna go kiss her tonight and and and, and just that beard hair is gonna be all up imagining your face. You're gonna be good. <laughs> I don't know if you uh hopefully you guys are watching this. We we talked about this in the green room. Uh there is a striking likeness uh, between Paul and Blaine. So, uh, you know, could be his dad. <laughs> just just jumping to conclusions here. That's it. All right, man. So we are about ready to hit. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so we're about ready to hit. Dude, this next segment has made or uh, either made careers or broken careers. Uh, hold hold right? up, Alex. Alex, what? We have segments now? Uh, well, we only have We've one. We've never had segments in this That's podcast. The, we only have one. But before we get to this, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, kind of shout out any companies, people who've helped you out through this whole process. Oh, Lord. Last episode, we forgot this one. So now I you're know. doing it now. I'm doing now it before. Yep. Exactly. I hear you. There you go. Do it while it's fresh, man. Exactly. I just, like I said, hey, thanks, Blaine. Hey, you're the new co-host. Jabber yeah. Hammer, you're out. Hey, good <laughs> luck, Blaine, because he's going to leave in a couple weeks and be like, here, do this. I'm out. <laughs> he's a smart no, kid. No, man. I just, I've got a couple of teams that I'm on. I'm on Team New Canoe. I'm, you know, with them on the regional level. Um, I'm with the Atlantic South region over here um, under Stuart Venable. He's a good guy. And, uh, you know, outside of New Canoe, I'm with a couple of pro staffs, rather outdoors. Um, that's Lose and Strike King. And, uh, yeah, man, I just want to thank everybody that helps me do what I do, even if it is for a break. I always appreciate it. And, New Canoe gave me the really cool opportunity to go and uh, go to the Bassmaster Classic and work it. I was there at the Lowrance Motor Guide booth. So that was a super cool experience and something that I actually got to talk about on the Unlimited podcast with Brian one day. Um, Got to meet all kind of my idols, man. There were people there that you only watched on TV and, you know, they were staying in the hotel with me. So that's awesome. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I got yeah, to man. take my son to the, to the classic. It's the first time I've ever been. And we went and I got to meet uh, quite a few people that had been on the show that I hadn't met in person before. And then a bunch of other people I hadn't met, but like my idol that I want to see was Bailey. I or Ebert. I one of them, one of them Bailey Brett's from the serious angler. <laughs> and I got to meet yeah. him and cat man, man. I mean, I got to hook the shit out of both of them. It was Dude, wonderful. Cool. Coolest thing for me was going into the hotel, check in, do whatever, going to go up to the room, get in the elevator, and I hear, hold the door, and I see a wheelchair rolling towards me. And, dude, it was Clay Dyer. And he's the fisherman with no arms and no legs, yeah, genetic mm-hmm. disorder. 
and he rode the elevator with me and I looked at him and I was like, man, I've waited to meet you for a long time. He said, well, I feel fucking sorry for you. And I just started dying laughing. And he was so down to earth. And I mean, yeah. just get to see people in their setting, man, and just like relaxed and, you know, doing their thing. It was super fucking cool. I mean, I, absolutely coolest thing. I've yeah. Ever and I'll say this for the first time I went, you know, I, I've been around folks that have played in the NFL and NBA and, and stuff like that from a, from a sports perspective. But the the bass community with the folks that are up in the upper echelons of the stardom, they're so approachable. You know, what yeah. I mean, I mean, we, dude, Bill Dance was there. Yeah, Just yeah, chilling, talking to people. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, all of them. And Matt Pangrak, who who's been on the show, which <laughs> Alex missed, like. <laughs> One of Alex's idols, you know, you, I got to yeah. see and talk to Matt for a while. And, you know, just to see that from being in the bass fishing world, these guys that that are the idols or folks you look up to or folks that are put on a pedestal. I mean, they're they're open. They, they talk. They're very approachable. That is one really cool thing about this sport is this. It is that that good old boy type of. Hey man, I'm just another guy out here. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, so, so I'm. That's awesome. Looking, Super special. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little. You're right. One, I, I'm still mad that I miss Matt. That was uh, <laughs> like, like when I started this thing. There was like obviously this shows for uh, you know the foundation of it is small time uh, creators or not small time small content creators um, and, and tournament guys, right? Uh, but he was one of the guys, like, if I had to shoot for the moon, right? Me, me and Paul, when he first got on, we talked about it. Who'd be some dope people? Just random. We threw out names, right? And he was one of them. Um, and I missed that one. Now, we did get another one on the list. We had Alex Rudd about a month back, month and a half back. And uh, he's fucking awesome as a, as a person. Uh, I, I wish. I don't wish. But, uh, like, we had a long conversation even after the show. We kept talking into the night. And he's a... Uh, fucking solid dude um but it's cool you guys are absolutely right it's cool to hit like most of the people who seem real right quote unquote real are actually fucking just real people yeah and it's awesome well, alex was about to say when he was saying he wishes and then went off of that he was wishing alex Rudd co-hosted this instead of me <laughs> no no you know what's funny is i i actually did listen back to that one i had bad internet but also, I was like, holy shit, I'm on with fucking Alex Rudd. I loosened up more on his podcast because he had me on his. Uh, I loosened up more on that one. When he was on ours, I, I was a little fucking star, you know, starstruck a little bit. It was uh, like, I, I watched that dude forever. He, I love the swing jig, and it's solely because I, I initially watched him fish it, and I, I fucking caught on to it and loved it. So, Alex, Alex, name your top three guests you would like to have on the podcast Ooh, that's a good question. In, in, in that, like in that arena. So in the so so again, Number everybody. One, knows, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. So we can cross that one off the list. We already got him. Uh, no, it would be because uh, obviously I'm more of a, a creator guy, right? Right. So so Blaine's on the show with us here, but but normally I'm the the creator guy. Right. Name right. the Ball people. Is our quick, guy. quick, quick, jump. Name them. Uh, Mikey Balls. Be a good one. Uh, Christine Fisher. And Greg Blanchard. All right. So when Alex is gone, the next go round. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Paul, I fucking hate you. 
hilarious. You son look, of a bitch. Look, you should you shouldn't be retiring and going off on these trips where you ain't got no internets. Listen, this is the last one. I'm literally looking at the clock. Six months, or sorry, five months, six days left till retirement. That's what so. you said at the last eight month tour. Listen, I can only do what I can do. Uncle Sam gets to decide most of my fate. So, thank you for your you service, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks, Alex. Blaine. I appreciate yeah, that. Dude. Thank you. I've already told him, so I'm not telling him again. But if actually, uh, Paul tour, Paul's never said that. Uh, at one point in time, he said that he hates the troops. He, he that's <laughs> what he fucking said. <laughs> that's a lie. Jeez, don't y'all listen to Alex. Yes, he, he he can't even spell his own name. <laughs> Bitch got an X at the end of it. We all know that end shit should end with a C. <laughs> all right. Blake, <laughs> you ready? This is the shotgun round. You've listened oh, to a couple yeah. episodes. All right. So there there are a couple rules. And, and and don't don't fuck up because this could end your career. New canoe's probably calling you Friday at six o'clock, two hours after this drops, and telling you, hey, look, man, you can, you have to go to Hobie. Because we, we can't have debauchery on our team. But here's the thing. We, we've had some guests. We've had some guests get real liberal with this. So I want to make sure we're clear. Shotgun round. It's a blast. It's right away, right? Right. This is right away. And maybe you can give an explanation. But there's yeah. no humming and hawing. It's, uh, you know, maybe you, uh, I don't know, maybe you shit your pants in school and you had to go talk to that psychologist, right? And they show you the little ink blots. Um, right. Yeah, it's just a story from Paul's childhood. Get but, uh, I mean, it's just well, right away. Only one person shit their quick. pants on this episode unless Blaine did and didn't tell us. And that's Alex. And he was like 34 years old. <laughs> All right, man. This is... In his kayak. I, I, I yeah, did. It's a whole other story. There's a big old dookie hole in the middle of the, the hobie. I don't have to worry about dookieing in the kayak because there's a hole oh, yeah. I stinky off of. Yeah, I did. Or, I did actually, myself in the kayak. Actually, oh, it's, it's stable enough. I can no. hang that ass off the edge. No, the old town's stable enough too. I was just uh, an idiot. There's a whole listen. Pretty you can go to sure. Jigs and Big. Listen, you can go to Jigs and Bigs. <laughs> uh, almost two years ago, I told the whole story on a podcast. Or you can go to the Bass and Brews TikTok, and I have a six-part series where I break down the whole story. Oh, mercy. But this is the shotgun round. Are you ready, Blaine? That's right. Get yourself ready. Shot, shotgun, shotgun. There it is. Texas or Wacky Rig? Texas. All right. Slow jams or hype music? Hype music. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Fuck no. Hello. Yep, episode's over. Uh, no, um, Crocs or flops? Flops all day long. I'd rather have that tan. Huh. I'd but, rather but, have that tan. Hold on, he wanted to go for the tan level. I'd rather have that bro, tan. Bro, it gives me arrows to point a way to walk whenever I'm hammered. I mean, it's the easiest <laughs> thing ever. That's but, the best but, explanation I've heard of that. No, but but when you <laughs> when your flops get wet, your, your feet are sliding out of them trying to pull your boat up the ramp. No, you're uh, right. He didn't. He didn't ask what situation I was wearing. You're right. I fucking. You're right. I didn't. Um, you got a a, a four hour fishing session, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather take five two pounders or one seven pounder? You know, I'll give the same answer everybody has. Depends on the situation. Tournament. No, 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 no. All right. 
Five or two. Give me the, give me the seven, dude. There you seven. go. I'll, I'm going to go home go. with at least a good picture. There Listen, you go. for all future guests, none of this political bullshit where you go, well, it depends oh, that's what if I'm no a tournament or means. not. Exactly. <laughs> it's that a question. Um, yes or no, would you eat beaver? Yeah. No. That's, hold on. Time out. That's not the fucking question. It's have you eaten beaver? I always fuck that up. Well, you, you yeah. came up with this question when I was gone. But Look, but look I'm going to erase it, like, it from the notes. We've done it like 18 times. And I fuck it up every time, Paul, because I look I at know. my notes. Jeez, Have you eaten beaver? beaver? Yes. All right. How'd you eat it? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the hook set hoodlums. Did you catch it out the river or was it in a pond? Or a gentleman's club. The river. <laughs> See, right, Alex, I'm not talking about that beaver. I'm talking about the beaver that swims in the water with big old teeth that chews down trees. I've yeah. had uh, I've had actual beaver at a gentleman's club, and it's the animal. It was at uh, Bushmasters in Anchorage, Alaska. They serve be- beaver nuggets. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I I had beaver nuggets at a uh, a really redneck fish fry. Yeah, dude. and they were like, "We've got beaver." Just pull this thing out and start cleaning it. And I was like, <laughs> "It's like, wow, hey, you 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 cook that thing low and slow like you do a hog, yeah, or, or a yeah. coon or a possum, and it's delicious." Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen people smoke them, and I've seen people mm-hmm. fry them. And I'll tell you, it was really gamey fried. Yeah, it was. Yeah, smoke, smoke better because you pull it and it's stringy like like regular old pork. It's a little tougher in regular old pork, but I would say if you were to take a chuck roast and smoke a chuck roast low and slow, smoke it now, that's kind of what beaver is, except it's it's a little bit darker meat and tastes a little different. Yeah, it's got a lot of fat in it. It does have a fuck ton of fat in it, but you have to. I mean, them bitches fat equals flavor, baby. Water. Yeah. That equals flavor. All right, I don't know how familiar you are with the Hookset Hoodlum members, uh, specifically the founders, right? <laughs> Uh, are you familiar with them at all, or you no, be honest? No. So Great, did you're, you pick, you're pick gonna the pick name this that sounds solely on name, solely yeah. on name. Pick the Which name that's set hoodlum. So, so every year they do this competition where the three members, which is going to be Wild Bill, Ken, aka Underwater Robberies, and then Anthony, not Anthony, Drew. I'm sorry, I fucked that up, Drew. My bad. <laughs> but I've been fucking up a ton of shit today. But. Uh, they do this thing where these three founders of the company, whoever gets the biggest bass, gets a WWF style belt for the year. That's badass. Yes. So it's plastic. Well, it's plastic. You just it's, dated it, yourself by saying WWF. I'd like yeah, to say. No. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, look. Fair Alex enough. Fair gave, enough. Bro, Alex? I can tell you what year I was born and make you sick to your stomach. <laughs> no, you're 26. Listen, I work for people right now. Uh, I, I work with two uh, petty officers that work for me, uh, both female, and I'll, uh, something comes up about my age. And they go, well, shit, uh, when you got in the Coast Guard, uh, I was still in my mom's stomach. Like, yeah. I've been in longer than they've been fucking alive. It's yeah. insane. Hey, this, yeah. is, this is funny. So when Alex gave me access to all the Bass and Brew shit when he had to leave. <laughs> biggest, One of biggest mistake he ever made. I, I might have. Look at this, because he's going to do it on the podcast. Let's see. Well, <laughs> well, I've already told the Hooks at Hoodlum people this, and it was mm-hmm. a long-ass chat that you weren't part of. 
One of them was his Swamp Rat Fishing YouTube because that's where all of our Bass and Brews got posted. I hope he's posted right. shit to Bass and Brews YouTube. Y'all go subscribe to Bass and Brews yes. YouTube. But anyway, so I, <laughs> my shit gets all mixed up, you know, and I would be on his YouTube and blah, blah, blah. So one day I'm scrolling through, I'm like, what the I'm like, what the fuck is all this shit? You know, I'm thinking, what what the hell's my son watching? It was all a bunch of wrestling and skateboarding videos. <laughs> and I look, I'm on I'm on Swamp Rat Fishing's YouTube, and I'm scrolling through looking at all the recommendations, and it's all skateboarding and, and WWE. Yep, yep. I'm a uh, thirty year thirty eight year old man trapped in a child's body. So like two years ago. For some reason, I got back into professional wrestling. Uh, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I don't give a shit. Actually, I do. It's super embarrassing because uh, I don't even like the wrestling. I just want the soap opera portions. I just yeah. want a dude yelling at dude because this dude <laughs> fucked this dude's wife, but then this dude's also like a ghost or some shit. And then yeah. this guy, like, I'm not on steroids, but I am. <laughs> like, yeah. I fucking love it. I'm not on steroids, but I am. <laughs> but the skateboarding hey. uh, is a fucking midlife crisis that happened. <laughs> and still active. Like, you see, look, look that one's got a rat on it. Hey, that, um, that picture that picture that you took of you no. trying to do a ollie one of my greatest ever speaking of wrestling y'all go check out drew him and his son do local wrestling his son's in wrestling and they do it local drew from paddler's playbook mm-hmm. oh we, hey we gotta carry this blaine's gotta go tinkle yeah he didn't announce it so i announced He's gotta it go party. you gotta go tinkle Look, Drew from Paddler's Playbook, him and his son do, they go to these local wrestling, t- and this is like, the way he described it to me, is these Jesus. dudes got off from the meal at 6 o'clock, and at 7 o'clock, they're in a ring wrestling. Yeah. Y'all have got it. to go, sh- this I shit is awesome. This is this is like the old school wrestling yeah. in the backyard, but somebody has a real ring. You gotta go check that out. Uh, Paddler's Playbook, Drew, Chris, they're good shits. They were they were guests on the podcast. Were you here for that one? Uh, no, I was not. I missed that. Oh one. my god! Man, yeah, I know. It. That was a good one. They, All that, right, they were also the ones that gave us eight disclaimers on their podcast. They did. All right, so if <laughs> but but Blaine, you're still on the hook. Which Wild Bill, underwater robberies, or reeling in life, Drew? Which one's going to catch the biggest bass? I'm gonna go Wild Bill. Only okay. reason being, dude, I just go. I go with the names, and only reason is, is there's a body man that works for us. I work in a body shop. Name Wild Bill. Yeah, he works. What kind of business he works, do y'all do? A different like, See, that was so. Someone's asked me that before too. Yeah, no, auto body. <laughs> but no, he works at a different body shop. But dude, people have told me stories about Wild Bill and uh, the dude. The dude needs help, so let's hope Wild Bill catches the line. Listen, space. this guy should change his name because it's not Wild, it's Mild Bill. He's not that Mild exciting. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Uh-oh. that's that's a good guess because the other two, he's already caught the biggest one out of those three. The other two ain't going to make it happen unless they travel. And yeah, they don't travel. They don't they, travel. They're on their yachts in Lake Penasawaki or wherever the fuck. <laughs> Some of the north, northern lakes are. I don't know. Dude, dude Paul, did you see that the almost clip? sounds like Florida? Did you see the clip with fucking Ken in the paddle boat? Like that's <laughs> what he's rocking now. He took it all big work. His his fucking paddle boat. Um, oh, also, friend of the show, and we're gonna bite off him a little bit. Uh, Alex Rudd. 
Do you think he's overrated or underrated? Or do you not know who he is? Oh, shit. No, I he know did who he is. I'll be completely honest. I have yeah. no idea who he is. Oh, you don't know who he is? That's perfectly right, fine, dude. So he said Alex Rudd is overrated. He did. I, I wasn't trying to, but I mean, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm going to keep that on there. I'm going to send it directly to him because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> wow. No, no, he's a good dude. Uh, he's a YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Alex Sorry, is man. like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's a tuber. Yeah. 55-hour work weeks and stuff like that. I just, All right. The most important question. This is the one that is either going to end this conversation I in tears or in fucking celebratory trumpets. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Every good hold fisherman. Up, All right, Paul. You gonna record this or something? I don't know what he's gonna do. We're gonna. Oh, I think he's pulling up past answers. Maybe you forgot. Of course, I got them all. No, I got them all. No. Okay, which one did I miss, Paul? Blaine, do you eat largemouth bass? I do not, man. I will be honest. You ain't from South Carolina. Go back to fucking West Central North Carolina. There you go. I, I don't eat most freshwater fish, and I just and it's not because of anything other than the fact that I heard you say you can get it out of there if you do it right. But nobody's <laughs> ever made it, it or taught me to made make any freshwater fish that doesn't taste like fucking dirt, dude. I mean, it's, it yeah. I mean, I'll eat saltwater fish all day see, long. See, that's why you weigh ninety pounds because you don't know how to eat freshwater fish. Six, eight, 90 pounds now. <laughs> Here we I go. Mean, you, Just getting you know, taller I mean, and skinnier by the minute. I know. I mean, you. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing that 9.8 pound on a rusty scale bass ain't break your ass in half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Every good fisherman loves a sandwich on the water. Hey, are you sure you didn't forget something, Alex? I that uh, Paul, you're killing me here. You, you have all these. Alex is so mad right now. At the end of this, he's gonna send me text. And he's like, "Dude, you fucked it." Look, I'm getting a text right now from Alex. Let me read it out loud. <laughs> There's no text for me. It says, "Ha ha." <laughs> Every good fisherman loves a sandwich. What are your top three? It's very important. Make sure you understand the question. Your top three sandwich. Proteins. Proteins. Okay. Spell it. All right. I'm going fried chicken because everybody loves a good Chick-fil-A sandwich on the water. Fuck yeah. Second. All right. Southern style. I don't want no other, no Kansas City, none of that. I want Maurice's or something from South Carolina barbecue, dude. Okay. I mean, Milk the nipples. Milk the yeah, nipples. Dude, I mean, I am, I'm all about some good barbecue. Mm. And lastly, prime rib is probably one of my favorite things on a sandwich. I this go. Is, this blank. has been the most, I don't know, uh, bougie. I, yeah. I mean, not even I, bougie. Can we say that? The bougiest yeah. Yeah. three dude, we've had. I, Look, dude, blank, I know all that. If I'm going to make myself something on the water, no. Hell no, I am not. But. If I'm this making myself something on the water, it's gonna be something good. I like this it. young man. This young man talked about eating fucking prime rib sandwiches and talking about I ain't rich. Well, <laughs> I mean, so but it ain't gotta be like high grade prime rib. So like we've got this place downtown called No Name Deli, and they make you a prime rib sandwich, but it ain't your like 
rare like red prime beef it's blame blame be careful it sounds like this sandwich shot could could be a sponsor you could be a deli sponsored (laughs) professional fisherman really good really good i'm telling you but no blame me get blame me getting his prime ribs from the dumpster out back yeah i'll I'll be honest well i just hate fucking deli meat i really do deli meat's just gross what yeah man like i I don't know i'm i'm weird about it i really am but Hey, Blaine, we have one episode is before I came on where Alex tried to make a set. He was going to start making sandwiches. People told and eat them. And he, what the fuck was it? Was it fucking liverwurst, bro? Liverwurst. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That was the episode with Big Nasty. (laughs) You ever have a fluffer nutter? Uh, I've had that before. That's uh, one. I hate marshmallow. So you know what? I should make one a sandwich again on camera, a fluffer nutter. uh, Yeah. Because I, the consistency, but big nasty. Not only did he say liverwurst and I was like, what the fuck? The next day, (laughs) the next day, my man sent me a video, texted me a video of him making exactly how to make the sandwich. Right. So I recorded it. I've never had liverwurst before. It was fucking rough. Uh, if anybody wants to see that video, it's on the Swamp Rat Fishing Channel. It's fucking rough. It's fucking rough. It tasted like cat food covered in mustard. It was fucking disgusting. Hey, I made, and I, ate, I, made I ate that whole fucking sandwich. I made a video two years ago of pickles and watermelon and mayonnaise. What? And it was fucking delicious. Mayonnaise? Dude. Oh. Hey. No. Do you, have you ever had salt on watermelon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Salt about and pepper. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think that's a, maybe a southern thing. In the north, I just learned about it. I'm 38 years old. I just learned it out on this patrol from the southern guy that I work with. He's like, yo, put some salt, a little pepper on that bitch, and it, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's changed my life. Blaine, yeah, you got to understand, the watermelon he gets up north ain't even red. That shit's yeah. like... Pink. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pink. They don't get to eat. They don't get to eat no watermelon for Chesterfield County. They they don't get to eat no red watermelon. You're Preach. right. I don't. Well, you're speaking <laughs> my language now. I mean, golly, you're talking about me not eating, and then you want to sit here and talk about food. Come on now. Well, I mean, obviously, you don't eat what you say you eat. I think Paul is just pounds. talking about. Paul's just talking about food because he's hungry. He's a uh, big boy. <laughs> has been cutting weight, so he's hungry. Oh, man, I've been there, done that. I know how it feels, man. I do. The three-day fast, dude, fuck everything about that. There no way. There oh, ain't man, no way. You, will never you guys ever try just uh, working out and not being fat? Maybe that'll help. That's what well, I do. Hey, hey, a year from Jim, now, once a day. Blaine, we're going to bring you – we're gonna bring you on a year from now when Alex has been out the Coast Guard. Oh, that's and he scary. don't have to pass yeah. no test. No shit. That's that's uh, probably gonna be. And real. he's a stay-at-home yeah. dad, and we're gonna see how much weight he's gained because he he was kind of fat as fuck before he left, and he got skinny. If you listen to the last Ooh. episode, yeah, you'll hear that the food the food was so terrible on his boat he lost yeah. thirty pounds. I yeah, lost thirty I pounds. I yeah, heard so. you saying that because the last guy y'all had him was a cook, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. funny. He keeps sending me texts of, like, the wonderful things he's cooking. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, dickhead, you want to come to my boat? And it's just like, exactly. nah, me. But nah, he ain't me. even fuck but, the garbage you on. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris wins a kayak ain't even on a damn boat. He's on the land. What kind of fucking Coast Guard cook I love, is that? I love that you butcher everybody's names. You got Chris wins a kayak. 
it's a Mandy, not Amanda. It's it's the best. But he's at a small boat station. He's doing he's doing good work over there. Yeah, they got a oh, mission yeah. too. It's not as good as Cutter guys because uh, we're the real Coast Guard. Uh, but at least it's better than aviation because those rotor heads can go suck a dick. <laughs> on that uh, note, on that note, Blaine, it's been great having you on. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you on again. Uh, it was a really good conversation. I'm so glad that you reached out to us on TikTok. Uh, this is what it's about, folks. Like, uh, this is where we're using social media for the right reasons. So, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, I'd like to hang out for just a minute. Uh, we'll yeah, do the I green room. And, yeah, uh, everybody, thanks. Uh, make sure you hit up. We got Patreon up and we got that new merch out the uh, certified brewski shirts and mugs. Paul, hey. send them out. Send them out, hey, Paul. Hey, what do you got? hey, hey, hey. Y'all look, hooked up north. Go get my face on your breasts.